it is one of seven planes of being and humans generally live on a material plane. Um, mm-hmm. so as Sting said, we are living in the material world. Right. Has Sting said that? No, I'm oh, sorry. He said we are spirits in the material world. I think Madonna, Madonna said, said we're living in the material <laughs> world. Very close. Very close. <laughs> super, super close. Super close. Like just one shade off. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Hi, everyone. Yeah, hey, welcome back. We are still doing our lockdown podcasts. That's, yeah, we're still here, and you're mm-hmm. still here, too. So, hey, glad we can yeah. all get together. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining us. Yes. So, uh, quite a, I have some news about, I have nudist news. Okay, we used to do a segment called Public Nudity when we first started, and then we kind of ran out. It's like people weren't nude as much as the years went on. You know? Right. And it was Ten the- years ago, there was a lot more butt nakedness. Yeah, but um, now, but it just turned into the same old, same old, but nakedness. Yeah. So there was no new news. But thanks to Here's the coronavirus, <laughs> yes, new news and also a PSA. Yes. Um, so in the Czech Republic, face masks aren't mandatory everywhere, but there's um, but strict rules about wearing them have been reinforced. Um, okay. So some European countries had relaxed their restrictions, um, mm-hmm. but then it, they, the outbreak was spiking again. So everybody had to wear their masks. It was reinforced. Um, so the police were called in to remind people that <laughs> while it was okay to get naked in designated public spaces, mouths needed to be covered. So where in the Czech Republic, I've been to the Czech Republic once briefly. I don't consider it to be a place where the weather is so great <laughs> that yeah. nudity is comfortable. Yeah, well, I, I guess when you have that window where the weather is mild, you're going to, you know, drop everything and get out there. I don't, I, I'm kind of, I don't have a problem with, you know, nudity, but it, the temperature has to be like just right as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, apparently on March 27th, the temperature was just right because in right. the small <laughs> town of Lasny Bodenek, I'm sure Where's- I slaughtered that. East, okay. of, east of Prague. Know, okay. Because you want to know. <laughs> the relationship to Prague, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that town, there are complaints about maskless nudists basking in warm weather. Um, a lot of, unfortunately, says the police. Um, How many people? Many of the sunbathing citizens were gathered in large groups, and some of them were now wearing face masks. Upon the arrival of the police, everyone agreed to respect the government regulation. Um, they had, and they put on, they had masks yeah. with them yeah and they, they just, just felt like yeah i'm a nudist like this actually violates the n- my beliefs <laughs> in but where no. where are the public uh, like where are the designated nude areas uh, just in this i guess in this area i don't know I'm thinking, said, I'm thinking it's not a beach you said it was a town east of prague and as yeah, far as i know maybe there's, there's a river you know, maybe there's a river <laughs> in a grassy area a small pond just like a fountain yeah i mean hey you got to make do with what you have I yeah mean, but you still have to wear a mask nudity is not just for the beach no i mean i i, I have so. a hard time because you know we live in a, a metropolitan area the idea of even wearing a sandal to me is offensive because it's so dirty yeah. Right. I don't want anything exposed. So when I'm thinking about nudity, immediately I thought, oh, there's people, there's like naked people in Prague. And then no. I realized that's no. not the case. No, it's not the case. Um, this is like citizens are allowed to be without clothes in designated locations, but they must okay. cover their mouths and only gather in appropriate numbers. They don't really say where all the locations are because then people are going to be, you're going to get looky lose. Yeah. I, I also don't, I have this image of the, of the uh, Czech nudist being really polite. Like, I feel like yeah. if that happened in the U.S., they would be nude except for, like, their gun holsters. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, like, they would be angry that the police were like, look, can you just put these masks on? And, like, no, those are my freedoms. Yeah, these are my, my freedoms. <laughs> this, is the way I, this is the way God made me. I came into the world without a mask. Yeah. You know? 
I'm going out without a mask. Here you are. Um, people, people behaving well. You know, the, the police patrol found 150 people encountered. Only half needed reminding about masks. But that's still, highly needed reminding. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> put that mask on. Yeah. Um, we understand that many people do not have a garden and want to get some fresh air on the countryside. But we all True. have one common desire to respect the government's guidelines so that restrictions can be gradually lifted. I wonder if it's going very, I feel like in smaller countries, it's happening in a more orderly fashion. I think so. I think so. I think, you know, that we're living in the New York area, um, living and working in the New York area. So it's, it's much more complicated in, in a, in a city, in a, even get people to be getting the same information yeah you know getting on the same page i feel like in a smaller and you know in my mind in the czech republic they're probably like oh yeah you're right we'll just slip these masks on what were we thinking yeah yeah as opposed to like chanting lock him up or whatever right (laughs) look i i I feel really bad um you know in the news trump was saying suggesting that maybe people can be injected with uh, disinfectants and I, okay. So I, I saw that and I thought for sure, this has got to be some kind of a click bait or something. Unfortunately it was not. He actually did say that. Yeah. Um, And now I read today that he's decided that it's not worth his time and effort to do these um, conferences because, you know, people are just getting mad at him all the time. Yeah, well, good. You know? <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine? This is the world leader saying he's to, not worth my time. Yeah. <laughs> not worth the effort. Okay. Everyone's just being nasty to me. People are saying stuff about my hair and my self tan. You know, I'm being shamed for my intellect and my weight and everything else. And just screw it. Like, it's just like a temper tantrum. Yeah. I want him back on there. I want him on there all day until he just goes crazy and does something ridiculous. Like in that Stephen King movie where the politician holds up a baby to shield himself. I want to see that. Somebody get a baby in there. Yeah. right. Or like like a baby doll. He doesn't know the difference. Uh, You know, a little person. He won't know. He won't know. And he'll be like, look at this. It's a good mask, too. (laughs) You could put yes. it up in front of your face. <laughs> yes. You could have someone dress up someone like him. That'll guarantee you that he'll pick the guy up and get him in the frame. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, he's like, yeah, it's not worth my time. People, you know. And, and it's funny because his, his staunch <laughs> defenders are like, oh, yeah, we all knew that he was being sarcastic because he. No, they he, didn't. He had to walk it back and sit like the next day and say, oh, I was being sarcastic talking to the reporters. And he wasn't being sarcastic. No, and because he, was he doesn't talking have. To the doctors. He doesn't have a, a high enough level of intelligence to wield sarcasm. He doesn't. And. But the thing is, the and only, his timing is shit, you know, the only people that he and, and oh, yes, um, uh, po- calls to the poison control center um, tripled, of course, in over last year, the same day after his announcement. <laughs> yes, you ha- we have to remember that. And he should remember this, too, that there are people who think what he's saying is, you know, legitimate. Yeah. And those are his followers. So he, it's not the Democrats that are listening to, they're not the ones ingesting. Oh, I stopped listening. (laughs) And I'm not even a Democrat. I don't have time, but I do, you know, as I said, I try not to follow the media, but the fact that he literally, and he tweeted it too. So that way there's no, you know, no mistaking it. We have evidence that uh, the president of the United States decided it wasn't worth his time and effort to keep the people, the nation, apprised of what's going on because people were being mean to him. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what it's is, frightening. Yeah, it's, uh, how it's many staggering. people, how many people have that mindset is what I wonder. Like, is that what his, that what his constituents, that's how they feel about everything. Yeah, I think so. I you think know, that, people are being mean to me Yeah, about my ridiculous beliefs <laughs> and my incompetency. I'm out. You know, <laughs> like, I, if, you know what? This, and I don't like, obviously, I'm not a fan of Trump, but if he had even just done a mic drop, I would give him half a star. Yeah. <laughs> half a star. If he just picked it up and just let it fall and was like, out. The only people that are listening to him that are poisoning themselves <laughs> are his followers. So he's yeah. poisoning. He doesn't care about that. 
We have we've seen plenty of science fiction movie. Do, do does the evil sorcerer ever care about his minions? That's true. That's true. You know, he, usually he's like, "Who are you?" And they're like, "We're your minions." He's like, "Okay, fine, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> are there more of you, or is it just you assholes? <laughs> You're gonna die. I'm like, you know, am I gonna be done? Is you know what? Forget it. I'm out. Yeah. It's not worth the time and effort to rule. <laughs> not because everyone makes fun of me people are making fun of me <laughs> i How couldn't believe it <laughs> it writes itself i don't know all right so uh i have some uh, speaking of people behaving badly um my husband greg zenon sent this in and it's wife of pastor so this is news actually okay. wife of pastor arrested for nearly uh hitting protester uh with church butch Flashes wads of cash as she bails him out. So apparently, mm-hmm. this this pastor, evangelist pastor, Pastor Tony Spell, was jailed because he tried to hit a protester. I guess with a church bus. So, okay, he tried to hit a protester. Yeah. So people are protesting. Um, the, I guess for maybe keeping the. It doesn't say what the protester is for, actually. To be honest, okay. it doesn't say, but it does say that uh, Spell is angry. Uh, he's been in the news recently for defying the stay-at-home orders oh. and holding church service anyway, because he thinks church should be recognized as an essential service. Okay, All right. you know, for your soul, um, and that the cor- the coronavirus is actually just you know a political thing. Oh, oh. which to me, it's, <laughs> you could say you could say a lot about it in your conspiracy theories, but like a it's a politically motivated, the whole virus. And the virus knows that it's where did the, ba- the political boundaries. So are. let's, you know, get into this conspiracy. I'm guessing what like Democrats or East coast liberals created this thing, planted it in China and then waited for it to come back here. So we could use it for our political, um, you know? Yeah. I guess that's the thought pattern, right? I, I don't know what it is, but anyway, he's angry because he's saying that, you know, he should still be able to, hold church. And by that, it seems like from a little bit of research I got from him, he wants to have church for the collections. Yeah, of course. So then he's in jail. His wife comes up dressed like, she looks like a sexy LDS. Sexy who? Like Latter-day Saint. So her her outfit is very modest, but it's like obviously designer. There's a lot of... um, There's a lot of tailoring going on. There's a lot of tailoring. It's like a... what is it when you cross one over the other on the top? It's like, like a, a DDF, wrap. like a wrap on the top and oh. then a lot of material. Her hair is done in a very strange way. So she shows up to bail him out with cash fanned out. Ooh. And like is showing style. it. It is showing it. This is the wife of a pastor. You know, it's like, what would Jesus do? Probably this. The money fanned out and she's like waving it around. Showing that she's going to bail out her husband. That probably came directly from... The, the collection plate. Right, right. The exactly. cash. But the best part of the picture is there's like a cop, there's a bl- black cop standing behind her and the look on his face is just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> are you kidding me? So it's Shay Spell, wife of Louisiana pastor Tony Spell, flashes wads of cash as she arrives at the East Baton Rouge Parish Jail to post bond for him. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, after his arrest for flouting the lockdown orders. Oh, my God. And almost running over a protester. I don't know what kind of protester it was. Was it like an anti-lockdown protester? And that would be, you know, ironic. Probably. um, Not an anti. (laughs) No, no, no. It was probably somebody like, you know, don't have everybody here for your church services. Respect Ah. social distancing. Close down the church. Everybody go home. And then he got into his church van. Yeah. And tried to run them down. Uh, you know, speaking of the uh, the church and religion, I was wondering what Joel Osteen was, how how he was going to handle it. Probably investing wisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what else does he do? I'm sorry, but I'm not. Like, uh, when I was growing up, pastors were poor. Yeah. No, but he's a prosperity pe- preacher, but he is an excellent marketer. I'll give him that. He is amazing. Sometimes if you, you look at his, watch his show and I'm, I'm fascinating for, for the, um, 
his execution, the pattern that he follows. Is he a, is he trying to mesmerize people? Is that his thing? Is he, he like a hip mass hypnotist? He does a thing where I mean, you can you can break down his performance into, mm-hmm. and you know exactly what's coming. He'll open up with like a dad joke that's meant Ew. to soften you know the audience up a little bit, and then hello, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of a, a prayer. Grease that wallet a little bit. Yeah. And then he goes on, starts to tell like a story and he goes on with his stories. And then he always gets to a point where he gets choked up and either cries or almost cries. Oh no. Does anyone throw a cape on him or something? And he throws the cape (laughs) off. (laughs) (laughs) But it goes through these beats and, and no matter what, he goes through this, this, this progression every single time. And people think that's what a church service is. Yeah. And so I watched the one where um, he has absolutely nobody in that giant arena. He's talking to no one. Oh, that's right. And (laughs) so nobody's there, but he went on in front of that pulpit. And I tell you, he did not miss a beat. It was because he doesn't care if those idiots are there or not. He, his delivery was impeccable and it was like the place was filled. I mean, there could have been blow up dolls in the audience as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Or just make the seats different colors like they do in stadiums Yeah, to make it look like there are people there. These people don't care. You know, it it, it was funny because, um, he wasn't looking for a reaction from anybody because you know how other performers that do live shows like the late night hosts, you could see them struggling because they're their looking for, for laughter, a, a laugh. Yeah. They're looking for, you know, energy or any kind of, they're always like assessing the audience. But they um, aren't fueled by the power of, you know, yeah. prosperity. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he, he, I tell he blew them away in that respect in a performance. I was like, Oh, um, that's why they make the big money. You know, it's, it's another kind of show business. Yeah. It really is. And um, because, you know, my, my question is always like, what do you need all this money for? Yeah. And if you have when you ask people, they'll say, yeah, well, it's for the church. It's for, I'm like, well, what does the church need the money for? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> like, right. What is it? But I guess, for, well, I, he's a, is he a prosperity? He's one of the prosperity people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for them, I think it's okay. They're pretty upfront about what they're doing. Yeah. Right. They're here for mammon. They're here to get money. They're here to help you get money. Yeah. Like I think their their um their shell game I have they're not trying to fool anybody with it. Right. You know, you they know? give you a great pep talk and I can yeah. see I can see how like people who are down or sure. down and out are like they need like a good talk and yeah. they're like, Okay, now I feel like a little better. Yeah, I feel <laughs> a little like I haven't done anything. I haven't done the work. Yeah. Right. I've changed better. nothing. But um I feel better mm-hmm. than I did. Yeah. When I came in and now I can go back to doing all the stuff that is, you know, counter to my religion. And then I'll be back next week. Yeah. And I'll give him another 10 bucks. I'll give him 10 bucks. Yeah. You know, does he ever give people money? I don't know what he does. I really don't know. Um, if they just ran the lottery, I think I would, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those things where we all, you know, where we all put in. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then every, you know, once a year I get something and then, you know, yeah. Once a year, you get something. Right. Like everybody gets a little something. Like every yeah. person's on the list. They're in rotation. It doesn't have to be, what do they tell you? Uh, says, I think, I believe it says somewhere in the Bible, tenfold. Yeah. But it's, I think, you know, they're talking about like, you know, blessings, not actual like dollars. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't actual one gold coin becomes 10. I don't think that was the, the original pitch. Yeah, right. But, uh, <laughs> Who knows? What do I know? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not a religious person. Well, yeah. What do you have? Oh, I got this uh, Boston Dynamics. We have Robot News. Nice. Our buddies at Boston Dynamics, uh, friends of DARPA, if you like a creepy robot, Boston Dynamics is there to yeah. prepare it for that should, I should work for them. If you need a, do you need a creepy robot? Boston Dynamics. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You're hired. <laughs> I'm hired. I'm like Mad Men. Yeah, so we've been reporting on robots, and Boston Dynamic has them in abundance. Yes. This, this we, we've talked about the Spot Mini before, and listeners, mm-hmm. if you don't know, the Spot Mini, it looks like um, it has the movement of a dog. It has four legs and a torso, no head, yeah. but it it's moves like around. Schnauzer. Yeah. Very square, right? Yeah, oh, but it's taller, like almost like um, a lab, I would mm-hmm. say. 
and it can run over different terrain and it has that that quick agile movement of of a dog basically it's also a pack animal is that correct as well it's pack and it's also um they have the bigger one they have like the bigger ones which i forget what they're called but they are the pack animals for like um soldiers okay they're the giant ones um but the spot the spot mini is for the home yeah It's, there's commercial and then there's you know a domestic version that's right. the spot mini. Right. So I guess if you were going to go hiking and you know you wanted to camp overnight, now you can bring mm-hmm. the spot mini with you and can carry your gear. I well, guess. I thought the whole point of camping is that you okay whatever. Yeah. Not now. You carry your not anymore. Why not just have the stuff waiting for you when you get there then? I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do I really need that? Was the problem with camping is having to carry my own stuff? Yeah. Stay well, at a hotel. Right. But now with the virus, um, they have some ambition, ambitious plans for using the spot mini to assist in COVID-19 uh, treatment. So Boston Dynamics announced that they're the spot mini that's already in, is already in use in one Boston hospital to help with the coronavirus treatment. So okay. what they're doing, what, does it do? what they're doing, they kind of rejiggered it a little bit. So they okay. have... Um, put what is like basically an iPad on where the head should be. <laughs> that, that is always the go-to. And if I were the iPad people, I'd be like, screw you. You need to come up with your own <laughs> robot face situation. You can't just stick us on whatever it is you have and yeah. say, <laughs> here's a robot, you know? Yeah. But it's basically it's an iPad with feet. Now we should sue. Yeah. But not only that, it's this, the, it's own software is rejiggered that it can take, um, it can take temperatures. Mm-hmm. of patients how through its own like you know how they have the um the the, the fever guns i don't um, that's my name yeah apparently that's what i hear every bum in china has a feeding gun we can't even get a feeding gun <laughs> a temperature gun yeah. we can't even get one over here yeah but now what they're doing is they're outfitting the spot that it has its own so when so so a patient is in the hospital it's the person is in the bed and the spot mini goes in and gets near the patient. Breaks them out. Yeah. <laughs> and free, they're like in on a respirator. You're feeling feverish. And this thing comes crawling over to you with a bizarre face. Whose face is on the iPad? You know what I mean? Like, no. I probably end up there like, what happened? Well, she survived the COVID, but she threw herself out the window when she saw the thing come in. <laughs> like... No well. Yeah, if they don't know what's happening. Yeah, if you have a fever and you see this coming up. <laughs> you need to tell people that these things are going to be in the hospital. I would seriously <laughs> think it was the last, my last day. And you know, the, you find me and the thing clutched onto each other, smashed on the pavement outside of Mount Sinai. You know, <laughs> are you kidding? I'd be like, that's it. <laughs> Oh my god! Especially if you're elderly too, because they don't yeah. like robots. I don't like robots either. <laughs> well, but also, don't... just not being t- so. It, think of this: say you're in your house, right, and something happens to you. Say you you've fallen and you can't get up. Mm-hmm. Let's just say something. Say something fell on you, your bookcase or something, and I'm, I'm and they're like, okay, we're coming to get you. And instead of like a person coming in. Your door is blown open and Spot Mini comes in. Oh, but no one's told Katie Casimir that. You know what I mean? You're going to think that during your whatever accident, there was some kind of, you know, alien martial invasion, law declared right. alien invasion. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you might have a heart attack. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I'm just saying warn people first. I think that's a good idea. You can't oh. roll these things out when people are in crisis, you know. Right. So but the, <laughs> the intention I think is is good. The, the spot mini goes oh, up. Oh, no, the and, intention is good. I'm just saying, you know. They could get the temperature, they can get a couple of other like tests done through the spot Okay, mini. what other tests are those because again, <clears throat> Like I've seen what this thing looks like. It doesn't have any kind of hands. I know you strapped an iPad on it, and that's admirable. But <laughs> what of? I mean, the the temperature gun. You know, that seems like something a nurse could use. Yeah, but they don't want like, to go in there. They well, <laughs> listen. If you can minimize the human exposure to mm-hmm. patients, so if the nurse doesn't have to go in the room with the gun, the gun in the room. Do it, let the uh, patient scan themselves. I don't know. So how does it get around the hospital? This thing is just walking around, yeah. scanning people. 
researchers. Yeah, I guess there's some there's some nerd off somewhere who's in charge, and they mm-hmm. control the robot, and then they have the um, they they do the um, the basic check through the the doctor and the iPad. <clears throat> and they say, I, to be fair, they say iPad are similar size screen used for video video conferencing. But really, they mean just iPad because what else is there? Yeah, <laughs> I think Samsung has a tablet. I don't know. <laughs> you know. So hey, this is where we're where we're at, and it's uh-huh. super exciting. Um, it's exciting, but I feel like we're not. You know, I feel like the United States is not very technologically advanced. Like whenever I go to other countries or read stuff about what they're doing in like Korea, I'm like, whoa. We're like, we're, you know, we're way like, we're still analog yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I feel like there's a better, higher use for this incredibly sophisticated robot dog than yeah. walking around the hospitals, scanning people's temperatures. Not that that's not, you know, like, I feel like that's a drone thing. No. Yeah. That drones can like a, do that a too. A small drone flies in and scans people. I think that might be slightly less um terrifying than being approached when you're in a bed and are on a respirator by a mechanical dog that stands about three feet high at the shoulders right but also they're saying i guess um you know can i might hop on it (laughs) and take a ride i'm only five feet so maybe it could carry me probably probably right out of the hospital (laughs) well they also said it has a two-way radio so they can talk in real time to each other and who am I talking to? I'm thinking, for patient. some reason, I'm thinking I'm talking to a dog on the other end. That makes no sense. Yeah. So the the patient, it can walk around the hospital in lieu of a doctor. Yeah. And all now they're also saying that the the Spot Mini can maybe go to homes. I don't think here in, in the city they can go it to It would homes. never make it up the stairs at your place. Never. Never. But, like, imagine <laughs> more rural areas. Maybe they have, like, trucks with these and they deploy them to go out to the different houses and check out the different people. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if any of those survived the shotgun blasts. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I'm telling like, imagine you're, you're in the rural area, say, where my mom is. You're hanging out. <laughs> you know, you're looking out the back window and out of the bushes emerge three of these things. Two flanking, a larger one in the center. Yeah, right, with medicine. You're, you're like, you oh. have a gun because it's rural Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Sure, maybe you have a cold, too. But <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it seems like there's another solution to this. Yeah, okay. That yeah. doesn't involve robot dogs <laughs> <laughs> deployed throughout rural America. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, there. We'll see. As Boston Dynamics says, it's still a ways from figuring out how best to try this. <laughs> so we've been reporting on this spot. The robot dog spot many for years, and every time we report, they're trying to figure out what they can do with this thing. Oh, it's okay. it's almost as if they just they made it, and then we're like, well, some uses will crop up, you know. Well, they are say they end the article by saying by attaching UVC lights to the robot's back, Spot could use the device to kill virus particles and disinfect surfaces. Okay, I'm and, with and, that. Any like, instruction spaces, yeah. Could it also sniff out, you know, crime? As well as disease. I know. You know, and like bad intent. I like the idea of them deploying it to, to disinfect an area. Yeah. That seems like something that a dog-shaped robot would be really good at, crawling under things, yeah. you know. And then doing a report, scanning the whole area, looking for yeah. particles. Sure. Again, though, you don't want to look under the bed as a sick person and see that under there. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's just not a positive, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I found something here that actually Greg sent this to me. Okay. Um, This guy is kind of like, it's like a Robin Hood situation during COVID. Connecticut man broke into a restaurant that was closed (laughs) and spent four days eating and drinking 70 bottles of liquor. (gasps) 70 bottles? So this is a a Gen X crime, people. Four days? One person? 42-year-old man from New Haven broken he was in there for four days he he broke in through a window Mm -hmm. and as i was reading the article i'm like well this is a restaurant it's closed down for covid usually restaurants because of the bar and the equipment they have pretty sophisticated um alarm systems and things like that well basically all they had was a camera set up so once they realized the guy was in there had been in there for a couple days they did review the footage and they're like yeah there he is like just clearly crawling in 
casually. Oh my God. Um, he crawled in through a window and they, on Saturday, April the 11th, and the manager came in that Tuesday morning, found him sleeping. <laughs> sleeping it off? <laughs> yeah. The restaurant told police that uh, Luis Ortiz consumed several thousand dollars worth of food and drinks, including 70 bottles of liquor. So obviously he shared this with people. Yeah. I don't, I can't believe that this guy, he can't 70 bottles of liquor. I mean, if he did eat thousands of dollars of food and had 70 bottles of liquor, then this guy is some kind of hero in the gastronomic world. Right. Like, I don't think it's possible. Well, maybe he was training for the Coney Island hot dog eating contest. Like he took the opportunity to get in some training. Yeah, sure. I, I like the, to think that he gave food to people and drinks. I'm sure that there was somebody outside the window and he dropped the stuff out the window. Like he, he liberated the food and drink, um, and, and passed it out amongst his friends. So they have him, they held him in jail overnight Mm -hmm. and he, they put him on a $12,000 bail. I'm sure he'll be released. I mean, he's not exactly an enemy of the people. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let him go. Let him go. He probably like, Come on, the food's gone. What are you going to do at this point? How much? And what? I mean, it was closed for Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And Tuesday. So what, what kind of food was it? It wasn't like perishables, was it? Yeah, I guess not. Was he cooking? I don't know. No. <laughs> you think? You think he called a couple buddies in? Yeah. I was they, like, all right, get these aprons on. <laughs> looking at the at the menus, got to recreate this pasta <laughs> carbonara. Yes. Let's go. We got, we have limited time. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> 70 bottles of liquor. Jesus. Yep. He said spent four days eating and drinking his fill. This guy's like the Templeton of, oh, God. <laughs> of the human world. Templeton the I'm rat just, of the human yeah, world. Yeah, just imagine man. him singing, you know, having a good old time. I, I don't know what From I would Charlotte's do. From Charlotte's web, right? Yeah. yeah but, the rat, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. Like if you were trapped, we were trapped in a restaurant, a bar and restaurant for four days. I mean, what do you think we'd do? Exactly. But you probably wouldn't be in a hurry to get out. Well, we are, we're generously saying that we're trapped in there. He kind of made his way into it. Well, maybe he felt trapped when he got in. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, Trapped by his own, uh, in his own, from his own uh, devices. Whatever. Yep. So thousands of dollars worth of food and 70 bottles of liquor. Yeah. Yep. Insurance should cover that. Um, speaking of which, speaking of liquor, um, you know, this, they're talking about how to safely receive wine deliveries in the age of social distancing. Okay. Now this, yeah, order- a lot of people I know are ordering wine by the case right now. Yeah. I'm doing it. You're doing it, right? Yeah. Okay. Of course. I'm going to get one at a time. <laughs> What do I look like? Right. So I mean, amateurs. <laughs> uh, so this is, article is from the twenty April twenty fourth. So it's pretty much real it's time. News. It's news. Yeah. yeah. And um, let's see. There at talking, the bottom are there links for places where you can get like safe wine delivery. I know, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> like guy. I'm like this. I'm I'm kind of like shocked about this because you and I know how to receive deliveries, and we all know how to receive yeah. deliveries now. What to do? Yeah. How to go through the decontamination? How yeah, to do contact spraying with, the stuff down, waiting, you know, contactless delivery. It's pretty, you know, clear tip, and easy. Oh, tip your delivery people generously. This is not yeah. the time to skimp on on no way delivery charges. You know, really like beef up those those tips, people. Especially because you're not you're you're probably saving money in other areas. Yeah, right. And you got to help them um, so they can buy food for their families and whatever yeah. they need to do. And they're out there taking the risk. So, exactly. And this shitty weather. Yeah. And it's the weather. It's, the, you know, the worry. And, you know, every yeah. time they go out, they're wondering if they're contracting anything. Give them some money. Exactly. Um, they're, they're working for it. So pay them. <clears throat> anyway, this article is <clears throat> thirsty in Virginia. This is, um, is Virginia still requiring signatures for wine and now spirit delivery? How is that social distancing? Allowing delivery is supposed to help the state's wineries and distilleries, but I'm not interested in buying if I have to sign. Who's signing? Who's signing what? What are they signing? I guess they have to, when there is a delivery with alcohol involved, they have to sign so e- to even make sure if you, the person is over 21. Even if you have to sign. So I would say, because uh, I haven't signed for anything in 
years. I haven't signed for anything, no. Maybe because of the kind of building I live in. I don't know. Maybe because they, they know I'm old as shit uh, when it comes to booze. You know what I mean? It's like they open the door. It's like, yeah, you're over 21. Um, but even if you have to sign, I'm assuming it's with a stylist. So they should be wearing a gloves. You should be wearing gloves, you know. Yeah, they're supposed to, like, if you have, if a signature is required, you're supposed to, the delivery person is supposed to ring or knock, stand back, verify an adult is receiving the package. Yeah. Um, if not, they have to ask for ID through the window. But it's like, yeah. who's doing that? I don't know. You could just show them an ID or they could just see your crow's feet or whatever you have going on. Yeah, right. I think right now is a fantastic no. time if you're a young person to try to get some you know, a case delivered. Right. Look at, look because at because people are leaving it. You can always tell the age by a person's neck. So look at the necks. That's all you have to do. <laughs> um, I come wearing an ascot and a turtleneck. Thank you. <laughs> um, and somebody, they were saying in this article, the driver leaves the package, rings the bell, um, mm-hmm. and returns to the truck. And we open the door and yell, thank you. And they drive away. Um, yeah. but this FedEx driver, what do they care? It's just, it's, it's not like they're delivering crack. Yeah. But, the, but one FedEx driver put the package down, rang the doorbell and waited. And the wife was in the garden in the front yard was gardening. And she approached and calls out, do you live here? And she replied in the affirmative. Um, he said loudly, I need an adult because this is alcohol. What? Yeah. This is in the South? I, I, or in the Where you start drinking at like nine. Yeah. Years of age. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. And so then the husband comes out and he wasn't wearing a mask and he started walking towards her and then she ran away and jumped into the truck. So it's the like, delivery person. Yeah. But she was, okay. I think the delivery person was just trying to follow the protocols. Like I'm delivering to this house. There could be kids that are here, you know, um, and they were going to neck those bottles of wine. Yeah. That, see, that's a, a weird American thing is this idea that young people are always trying to scam yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Um, when we all know, having grown up here, how easy it is to get your hands on alcohol. Basically, if you have hands. Yeah. You, <laughs> and you, basically you know get where it. alcohol is. Most people just get it out of their parents' liquor cabinet. I, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> they there's no 20 years old, 20 year olds out there trying to like scam a good case of wine. Yeah. So, and they don't have the money for a case. No. That's the- and you know what? Right now, let them drink. They ain't going nowhere. Yeah. So what? They need to de-stress a little bit. Yes. Because they can't even get down with each other because they can't no. even get out of the house. What are they going to do? They're stuck at home. There's like, you know, someone who's 20 years old living by themselves has seen everything you porn has to, you know, has yeah. to offer yeah. and you're not letting them get a beer. Yeah. What kind of a fascist are you? Right. <laughs> uh, oh, they, um, they, then they give advice at the end on what to do with your leftover wine. Ha, Excuse ha, me? I know. I That's like, like spare change. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> like leftover wine. Oh, yeah, freeze I it. Mean, I'm like, what? Or, or, huh? or they're saying, you know what you can do? This is hilarious. I, I can't believe someone suggested this. Um, you can, instead of just... You know, there's the pump that you can have for wine if you possibly yeah, have some that, leftover. And you, you pump the air out and close it. And it's like fine. a two two or three days that works. Yeah, um, but they're saying, oh, why don't you take little, pour the leftover wine into little tiny smaller bottles, like the, the pour it into smaller bottles. That's yeah. awful. <laughs> what small bottle? Like a like an air, what an airline size. So save all your little mini bottles from and then, the plane from the plane, and then put wine in those. Somebody suggested that. A nip of wine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, either that person doesn't drink at all or it's all they do. Yeah, I can't. I can't. <laughs> so then, of course. Did you say freeze it, though? I thought I heard you say that. Yeah, you can freeze it and put it and use it for cooking. So you put it in an ice cube tray. And I'm like, Oh, I-, I was thinking freeze. So sometimes it's a problem that you're drinking more than one bottle an evening. And you've, you chilled the first bottle, you've drank more of it than you thought, and you want, you're getting ready for a second bottle. It's not chilled. So if you had those wine cubes yeah. of the same kind of wine, yeah. that makes sense. Then you could throw that in to right. your wine. I'm with that. Wine cubes. Wine cubes. I hate, wa- I hate water as it is. So I'm going to put in my ice tray wine. Like wine cubes. You're a genius. I think that Thank that you. is a great idea because other people are using them for cooking. You're using uh-huh. them to cool down your... For the original, you know, the way it's intended to be used. Yeah. The way nature intended. Yes. 
Also, I would love to serve someone. Be like, would you like some, you know, would you want that on the rocks? Like just water or would you like wine rocks? <laughs> I'm going to make the wine even more whinier. Yeah, do you want wine, wine rocks? Oh, my God. Yeah, I got rosé, rosé cubes or, a, you know, a nice Pinot Grigio. Oh my Rock. God, this is, this is brilliant. You know how many yeah. restaurants are going to do this now when restaurants open? Do you want I wine will, rocks? Yeah, I will sue. <laughs> All right. Every get, get 10 cents for every wine rock. Yeah. 10 cents. I like it. That was more than I was going to ask, but I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they say you could, you can freeze it. Um, I always use, if there's just a little bit of wine left and it's old and it's not very good, I use it for cooking. Yeah, that's wow. what we were saying. Yeah, you just throw but, it in um, there. But you can freeze it and then yeah. use it for cooking. You're listening to Hey, You Know It with Jaquetta Sotmari and Katie Kazmir. We're telling you how it is and how it should be. What do you okay. what do you have, Jaquetta? Well, I have something here. So this is uh, Greg also sent this one in. This is like you know partially Greg episode, oh, um, but some good stuff that he sent us over the past couple of weeks, and I'm just getting around to it now. So this is one that I think everyone is dealing with right now, uh, using Zoom and how you should <laughs> appear on Zoom. I just figured out how to use a background on Zoom. Okay. Um, there's complaints here that lawyers are dressing way too casual <clears throat> during Zoom court hearings, says judge. Okay. Florida judge is reminding lawyers that appearing in remote court hearings through Zoom, they should dress like they are in court and not poolside. Yeah. Apparently, they should also, and this has to be, they have to be reminded of this, which means he said it before or she has said it before. Lawyers should not be in bed during the hearings. Oh, no. So apparently the, the, uh, the judge says we've seen many lawyers in casual shirts and blouses with no concern for grooming in bedrooms with master beds in the background. One male lawyer was shirtless, a female attorney still in bed under covers. Oh. Also putting on a beach cover up won't cover you up if you're poolside in the bathing suit. So please, if you don't mind, let's treat court hearings as a court hearing, whether you're zooming. Or oh not. my God. Oh, come on. Yes. It's, it's like common sense. You know, do you feel better when you have somebody is actually dressed for their job? Well, okay. So that doesn't mean this, that this, the legal. Sure. doesn't mean I the agree. legal advice is less, but. <laughs> it's not legal if you're not wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading the rest of the article and they're saying, you know, don't be casual. It says, you know, you're going to earn the same amount of respect that you're showing. If you show up in jeans and a t-shirt, it's counterproductive. So I was thinking about that and I was like, oh, I kind of agree with that. But then I was thinking, this is old fashioned kind of thinking. This is very boomer kind of thinking about what you look like when you're doing a certain type of profession. Um, and also now that we're doing things remotely, I wonder what does it mean for how people dress? What does it mean for workplace culture? You know, that idea that when you go to work at a job, if everyone's going to be there physically together, that you need to fit in with the culture. Yeah. In one way or another, like you have to, not that you have to destroy your personality, but you know, you have to take the temperature of what's going on and try to conform in some way. Yeah. So I wonder if the generationally and then the use of stuff like Zoom and Google Hangouts and Skype is going to get rid of some of that kind of stuff. And what is it going to be like? Like, because what's the point of wearing a suit? I know, but I know what you're, I know what you're saying, <laughs> you know? but the, th- the idea is, uh, there also, is, also we're old, we're in the old school now, but there's so. something, well, I think of clothing in terms of costumes when, as, oh, me too. now as a performer, when you go on and when you develop a character, you dress that character, it's not the way you dress, it's the way that character yeah. dresses. So a lot of it inform what you're, what that character wears informs what they are to, and signals to the audience. Sure. what they are. So I, I kind of think that like your clothing will signal what you are in that profession. It's all, it part does, of it. but what about, so thinking about it from like a, like a cultural point of view, what about people for whom, as I know in my, my own culture, <clears throat> the way that we like to rock a suit, 
might be a little bit different than the way a suit is rocked on, let's say, Wall Street. Right. Same might go for an Italian guy from New Jersey. Yeah, true. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, if you're going to, like, a, a law firm, in New hotshot law firm in New Jersey, you're going to see a lot of different looks than you might see at a white shoe firm in Midtown. Oh, right, but you take that into consideration. If I'm going to my lawyer in Lodi... Yeah. They're going to have a different, a different flavor, dress flavor. They're just yeah. as smart as the the sharp, you know. So I'm wondering Street whenever but the, when everything is virtual, do, will will people have the opera? Like, what are you going to pick? You know, yeah, for your for your look. Yeah, I know with a virtual background, the virtual clothing, and also so once again because we're older. Right. And we're, we're working in a professional world that is now rapidly changing mm-hmm. for young people coming up now, maybe 30, 40 years from now, a judge who was born, let's say, at the millennium is not going to give a shit about what the the lawyer is wearing. Yeah. And there'll be some other way to signal the yeah, they'll have another way there. And yeah, some other way to signal what how professional they are. Yeah. Um, sure. But it does give you more confidence. I tell you, by walking in, like, if I had a lawyer who I know was, everybody knew was a hot shot, right? Mm-hmm. And he could wear whatever he wants, or she could wear whatever she wants, you know, and everybody knows that reputation is such. But without that reputation being so widespread, you need yeah. something else. And so we're fooled by clothing all the time. You yeah. know, we look at the way people are dressed and, and make a lot of assumptions. So a lot of scamming happens based on, you know, those kind of observations or a lot of misinformation. Right. So you, you might think someone is professional right. and has it together, but then you realize it's just a, you know, it's the facade that they're, that they're giving you what you expect to see. Right. I don't know. I just think it's, I, I find it interesting because I, you know, maybe I can't afford a Balenciaga like mm-hmm. outfit, but I can show you that through Zoom if I'm clever enough. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe I can't afford, you know, if you could see my, my Rolex in person, you would realize that the hand isn't even moving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but now on Zoom, you know. Instead of like having that sweeping secondhand motion. Yeah, I can show you whoever I am wearing whatever I want from the, what's the, tor- not even the torso up. It's from like the collar, like a bust, right? Yeah, basically. And then I can make my background whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, I think it's going to be making it, it's going to make it difficult for us to judge people. We'll have to come up with something else. Like you said, maybe it'll be about reputation. Yeah. Like, and reputation based on actual, you know, your skills and what you can do. Or a third-party certification. Maybe we all yeah. are going to have to be certified through independent. We have to pay. And yeah. they have to, to evaluate us. Yeah. And then we have to have, like, okay, um, Jaquette is a five-star person. She- yeah. <laughs> a five-star person. I think about, too, as, especially as a black woman, because, you know, I've had natural hair. I think the entire time I've known you, I've had my hair natural. Yeah. And that's like always a point of contention for a lot of professional black women. Yeah. But with Zoom. You can have whatever <laughs> like, hair you want. You can have whatever hair you want, but not really have to make an investment in it. Yeah. Right. True. So I could show you, I could show you, I don't know, Melania's hair on me. Yeah. <laughs> for example, I don't know how that would look or where that would get me, but I'm just saying it'd be a lot easier for me now to give this signal of like, okay, so I know that. This office, they like um, a more European look for hair. So let me give that for them. Right. But for these people, they are okay with a more Afrocentric look. Right. And so. You know, it's like a series of Dickies and then wig fronts is what I'm imagining. (laughs) (laughs) Dickies and wig fronts. Yeah. You know, kind of like when you go to Coney Island or the Jersey Shore and you you put your face inside of the the cutout. The cutout hole and now you're you're a giant cat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> why not that and you're a giant cat sure i could do that maybe someone is into that maybe they do want a you know a legal secretary but they also want a, a companion yeah. animal <laughs> all right what do you have okay um so we can't get out of the house but maybe we can get out of our oh, bodies huh like an astral projection yeah exactly so we're okay. going to talk about astral projection it's <laughs> 
how they know. Yeah, you know, so uh, it, it's funny because this can kind of fall under tales, but not really because we don't know what this is. Okay. Um, well, should I introduce it or you just want to? Nah, we'll just talk about it. It's okay. just, you can kind of get near the campfire, but yeah, social it, distance it, around the campfire. Yeah, we can't say gather around anymore. It's like pace yourselves. Yeah. Six feet away from each other. It's going to be a gigantic circle Yeah, if everyone has to be six feet away. Yeah. Oh, but you know what? It could be concentric circles. There you go. All right. So okay. uh, rhythmically arrange yourselves. Around that digital campfire. Here we yeah. are. Astral projection. Um, so what is it? You probably heard the term before. Um, and yeah, from you. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know much about it. It's the idea of meditating to the point of leaving your body. But I don't know if it's meditating. Sometimes ah. it's like, it sounds kind of supernatural, but it turns out um, that it, there's is online. it like transcendental meditation? Is that a part of it or no? It, it could be, but it's more, um, astral projection is an out-of-body experience. Any kind where okay. you feel like your soul leaves the body and travels to the astral plane, which is like another okay. dimension, so to speak. So when you hear about people... Um, uh, like in hospitals that they think are dead, but then they're floating above and they can see their body and they can see yeah. um, the doctors. That's kind of like an out of body experience. I thought that was just the morphine on my part, but it, sure. Okay. Could I, be kept that pressing too. The <laughs> I kept pressing the button. Um, so, so when you are, you are aware of this while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah. But they're saying that in, in the belief of this, of the astral projection, it hinges on the belief of that there are, um, there, it is one of seven planes of being and humans generally live on the material plane. Um, mm-hmm. so as Sting said, we are living in the material world. Right. So Sting said that. No, I'm oh, sorry. He said, we are spirits in the material world. I think Madonna, Madonna said, said we're living in the material world. <laughs> Very close. Close. Super, <laughs> super close. Super close. Like just one shade off. Um, in like a, like kind of a mythicized astral plane is uh, considered to be the home of not only souls finding their way to the next life or final resting place, but also um, the uh, seeing that angels and spirits are more than human, and it's like this whole new age spirituality. It, is it does it tie in with Christianity? Because you, you mean you, you mentioned angels, spirits, and something that sounds a little bit like a purgatory. Yeah, but no, not really with Christianity. It's just this idea okay. that um, they they also say that astral projection can be that conscious. Uh, um, like lucid dreaming almost, you know, when you start to fall asleep and wake up right before and you like you jump or it feels like you're falling. I don't know. I wake up every morning in a panic, so (laughs) I'm not sure. You've never had a thing where you're like, you're falling asleep and then you have a dream that you're, you, you are, are falling like off a cliff or something like that? No, I've actually never, I've not, well, to my knowledge, right? Because obviously we don't remember everything, but I've never had a falling dream. I've had dreams where I'm walking and then I trip on the sidewalk and I'm starting to fall down and then I wake up. I have a lot of the the dreams where that's a. I mean, how long are you falling for though? It's just to the to the ground, right? Yeah, but it's still like ah, and then you wake up and you jump. <laughs> your body okay. jumps. So, um, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't had that. I kind of have the dreams where I. I have a dream where like my alarm goes off. I get up. I get go through the doldrums of the day. The day is half over, and then I wake up and I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't done any of those things yet. <laughs> Well, there's so that's kind of, it's kind of falling. There you go. Um, but they're All saying right. in this lucid dream, your goal, like you can transcend your physical being, meaning you actually, it's like if you imagine like um, like a silver cord, like hooked to your body, and then your soul flies away. That's how like Shirley MacLaine mm-hmm. described it yanked away. Life. But it's something that you are you are controlling this and you aspire to it. Yeah, it's not a yeah, or it can. It's not like your fear of fall, like the falling. Right, it's not right. terrifying. Or right? it can just like happen on its own, and you're like, like you have a dream that you're like somewhere else, but it seems really real. Um, mm. That could be astral projection. It could be that your kind okay. of soul flew out there and went to California or something because it seems really real. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Doesn't sound so bad, this astral projection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you could possibly find a way, if this really is a thing, that you get yourself in this, you know, meditative hypnotic state. And then, um, you know what? 
take a trip without leaving your own home. <laughs> it sounds very similar to like some shamanic uh, traditions. Yeah. yeah. And sweat lodge and, right. uh, you know, sometimes using substances, sometimes using just sound or trance, you know, dancing and things like that to, to get yourself out of this plane. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't know what the, the goal of, what's the goal of the astral projection? Is it to have an experience, to reconcile something, to calm your mind? Is it a quick vacation, like a staycation? Yeah. What is the, usually the goal of it's, it or it, all of those things? It's, it could be all of those things and it can be just like, kind of like expanding your horizons in a way that it's like, you're not just here in this physical world that you're, there are other levels to what we're what we are or what we're experiencing. Um, it said that like, I think, is it in Tibet? And I may be saying, quoting it wrong, but um, before, like when people are living in areas where people live far away from each other, but they want to be close. And before any kinds of, um, it, before there was internet or like phones or things, people were mm -hmm. more connected and could almost not that they're totally telepathic, but they have more of a sixth sense about what's going okay. on and feelings about what's happening with other people that they care about, or they can mm -hmm. like sense that somebody needs help or something. And, and then they just show up and yeah. it's like, they're like, Oh, I need, okay. I really need to go to this part of the forest for some reason because somebody needs help and they're more tuned into it or they're more tuned into what's happening with their mother or their, their sibling or whatever, mm -hmm. because they're close. But with all of these devices and, um, and things doing that work for us were kind of just... Are you talking about like the phone? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that we're not doing that, like we're losing that that muscle, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. We are turning it off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I found that one of the interesting things for me during uh, COVID has been, I, I, you know, I hate using the phone. We don't talk on the phone. No. We are, we are in-person people. Right. Like, we'll text and stuff like that. Most of my... I have a couple friends that I talk on the, on the phone with, but they are people who I'm unlikely to see in person for long periods of time. Right. We can wait, right? Right, <laughs> right. We see each other. But my phone hasn't been ringing, and I have been enjoying it. Oh, really? Yes. I've been enjoying not having uh, people call. I've been getting no spam. You know, everything has kind of slowed down. My email is, box is cleaner. You know, I'm communicating with people who I want to communicate yeah. with, and we have really something to talk about. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I'm enjoying this this kind of the slow the social distancing and the the electronic kind of social distancing for me has been a positive thing. Yeah. All right. So if you want to talk to someone during this time, like I, I had a happy hour last night with two friends of mine, you're finding out who you want to spend time with. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, and your intent, the time that you spend with those people is intentional. Mm -hmm. It's like one and a half, an hour or two hours of just you being with those people, even though it's on Zoom or whatever. Right. No distractions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you're really focused on the conversation because yeah. there is no interruptions at the bar or restaurant. No one's texting you. No. no one else is trying to get your attention. You are, you know, you're focused on the, the conversation and. Yeah, I found that a level of attentiveness has been greater. Yeah. So I kind of I think that's, that's interesting. That's something I'd forgotten about. Uh, you know? One positive, another positive for me in this is um, that people are reaching out that I haven't talked to in, in a while, you know. Or yeah, like, which is weird, right? Because they could have reached out before. It's not like you're get, you can't get together with them. Right. And they're like maybe. But they're still there. Maybe like social media. It's always like a hey on social media or something. But now they're like, oh, let's talk. You know, yeah. and it's like, oh, you really are concerned and you really do care. And yeah. it's really, really touching and nice. I like that. I, I've been, um, you know, I have a couple of calls with people, FaceTime and stuff, especially friends who, like I said, who live really far away, who we had never used WhatsApp or FaceTime for whatever reasons. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. It's just that that was the, you know, I'm old fashioned. The nature of our relationship is that we met as friends and then we always mm -hmm. talked and then when we're, 
But now, yeah, I've been having frequent FaceTimes with people who are who are further away, and it's been kind of nice. Yeah. And and it's really it's concentrated. It's like quality. I hate to use that phrase, quality time, but like it's quality, right? Yeah, it is. And it's also nice that we're testing out all these different platforms and and services, and now we can see what works, what doesn't, and they can improve yeah. everything, and we can find a way to to make this work. Um, better for work and for education and for socializing. So uh, I've used so far Zoom. Um, I've watched some things on Instagram because I have one or two friends that are DJing and doing great sets mm-hmm. on Instagram. Another thing that I, like, I'm not going to go to a club yeah. generally, but I love the club music. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've gotten some of that done. Um, Google Hangouts. Yeah. Uh, and then someone was telling me about some kind of a house party. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard yes, of that. Yes, I've done Have house you party. It? It's good. Yeah. Okay. Now, how does it work, though? No, it's an app. You download it on your phone or wherever you want to download it. And it's basically, um, it can have, I guess, maybe up to eight people, 12 people, something like that. And mm-hmm. it's kind of get that Brady Bunch screen. Um, oh, God. That's one thing I can't <laughs> wait till we get right by that. Yeah, no, but it's, it, I don't, it, but it's fun. It's, it works clear. Yeah. Everything is very clear. You can hear very well. Um, and what's, what's funny is that you are, you contact your friend. Like you, we don't have to necessarily tag each other as friends to use it, but when you have your favorites put in there, like your contacts. Mm-hmm. So if I have you in there as a contact, um, anytime you go on a house party, it'll say Jaquetta's in the house. <laughs> Like I'll get a pop. In what house? You're in the house. House party. You're in the house. That means you're using the Oh, just the in the app. Yeah. Okay. Just, I thought they were like particular, because you know, like with Zoom, you can be in different breakout rooms or whatever. Yeah. It just means that you got on, I know that you just got on a conversation. And does it say Jaquetta's in the house? Yeah. And you just oh, get a I little pop that. up that says it. It's like, oh, she's there. Is this a Gen X thing? This sounds like a Gen X thing. I don't know. To say that someone's in the house. Yeah. Sounds very <laughs> old fashioned. Yeah. So the only thing is if someone's like, oh, I can't talk. I have to go and, and do something else. You know, and then but they, they go to another house. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is like, what is a lying sack of shit yeah. <laughs> and is in the house. Yes. All right. Well, I, well, we're, we have plenty of stuff. Yeah. Uh, do you want to end off with so, something pithy? I have nothing pithy except that I hope <laughs> that, you know, I hope that people are still practicing um, social distancing and wearing those masks wherever you go, because you can, uh-huh, you, it, it's not just protecting you, it's protecting everybody else. And I think people, a lot of people still don't seem to understand that walking down the street, um, you can be transmitting this virus and not I even know it. I think they don't care, unfortunately, <laughs> because we have so little respect for other people's lives. I was thinking that because one of my main reasons is yeah, I don't want to, you know, make life worse for someone else. Right. I don't want to be the person who is a carrier and doesn't realize it and is going around breathing on everybody. Right. But I think a lot of people are only thinking about it in terms of themselves. And you have to be wary of the fact that you may have some kind of um problem health problem that you're not aware of yeah yeah exactly (laughs) and may make you vulnerable well so if you can't do it for other people you know at least put the mask on to protect yourself i say put it on because the more we wear our masks the sooner we can get back to everybody going out and we can end the social distancing so are you going to go out after when it's when it's safe according to doctors and scientists you're not gonna wait for trump to be like i'm not gonna party (laughs) douse yourself in 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 409 (laughs) and then go out and you're good yeah you know oh god yeah i think it'll be a long time for me before i start going back out again i wasn't going out that much anyway because i was just trying to be cheap yeah you know, to be honest. Yeah, well. And I'm also, I'm older. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking it because I'm, I'm in my mid forties. Like when you're in your sixties, where do you go out? Yeah. Well, there's other things to do. We'll always think of things to do, but I'm just grateful that we. Where are the 60 year old women? When I go to a bar, I would love to go to that bar. Okay. We'll find it. Where it's like, yeah. Seniors. Well, well, that's what we'll open up a bar called seniors. Seniors. Yes. I like it. Seniors. Yeah. Everything a is bar. half price. Everything is half price. 
you know, all reverse happy hour. Yeah, and our signature drink is, you know, the early bird, of course. Yeah, we'll have an AARP Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, everybody, be safe. Wear your mask all the yes. time so we can Good luck. get well. All right. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks. Once you've seen, you know how it is, we've been at home now for over a month. Like, we've gone through the good stuff, you know, like the the A-level stuff, the stuff you wanted to see, you didn't have time. Now it's down to, like, just sloppy seconds, like, creatively. (laughs) You know, it's, like, things that look like the show you liked. Yeah, but I... But it's, like, shades, you know. Oh, my God. It's, like, the photocopy of the photocopy of the photocopy of, you know, of Breaking Bad. It's just, like... (laughs) low level, you know, know. weed dealers or something. Yeah. <laughs> In the suburbs. <laughs>